Welcome back to another market update brought to you by the team from Mikado.com.au. The purpose of these updates is to provide you with a very quick summary of what is happening in the agricultural markets with a particular focus on Australia and the factors that will influence our pricing. This week I'll be talking about pigs. I'll also be talking about grain and uh, Robert will be talking about wool. I just want to talk briefly about pork prices and you know, there's not that many pig producers in, in, in Australia who may be listening to this podcast, but you never know. But it does have a big influence on, on a lot of our other commodities. For instance, especially mutton, which has been driven predominantly by this uh, African swine fever. And I'll be looking at pricing of pork around the world. Uh, the obvious one is China. And I just wanted to throw out some stats out there. Over the past month, the average weekly rise in pork prices in China is 10% per week. And the last, we've only had one week since the start of May where the market's fallen in China. And it's pretty incredible. It's just a, a stratospheric rise in prices. It's just a straight line of increases. And we're seeing the same in the likes of Denmark where they haven't had a down week since uh, June. And uh, we're also seeing the same in Australia. So these pork prices are, are going through the roof. We are close to record highs, if not already at record highs in Australia. Same in Denmark and definitely in China. And this is just, this story is going to keep going for a long time. There are some people out there saying, oh, China's turned around and the pig head will be back up by next year. Not a, not a chance, in my view. I think we are going to have this as an influence on our protein prices for, for some time to come. There's sort of literally no real way for China to really replace the amount of protein they've lost with this African swine fever. So for you know wealthy to middle class consumers in China who want good quality meat products, they're going to have to pay up. There's no real choice in the matter. So now we'll go on to grains and we are close to, well, we started har- harvesting throughout the country. We're probably not in full swing yet. Uh, Victoria here is probably couple of weeks away really from the majority of the the state harvesting and I thought it was interesting looking again at the uh, the difference in prices on ASX between this year and last year so we are now just narrowly a hundred dollars a ton less than we are we were at this time last year and I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, sort of confusion there in terms of what the forecasts are there's still a very wide range between uh, uh, between forecasters, you know, some you know as low as close to closer to 15 and 16 million tons, with a couple up there at 17 to 18 million tons. So it's going to be really interesting because the truth will always get out, and the truth will come out when we start harvesting. It's interesting to see though, you know, that 15 million tons, 16 million ton estimates when a bears were at 19.1 um, just just in September, and then you look at last year. You know, we're talking 17.3 million tons for last year. And now we're talking 2 million tonnes, potentially less than last year. Caving, again, is, is where that's located. A big chunk of it is where the domestic demand is, which is on the East Coast. Uh, we're going to see a lot of grain in Victoria, for instance, going up to up to Queensland, and that's what the direction is going to be this year. So really, it's almost a repetition of, of last year, but without transshipments, or even sort of 2017-18, when a lot of Vic was going up to the New South Wales and Queensland feedlots. Uh, interestingly, 
the Grain Industry Association of Victoria performed their crop tour, and they were they were pretty impressed, uh, looking at the average yield of 2.3 for wheat and 3.3 for barley. But interestingly enough, we've been hearing a lot about abandonment and uh, people cutting for hay, uh, but they were saying that it's about 18% cut, 8% sorry, cut for hay versus 30% last week. So. You know, things are, are looking pretty good in Victoria for the most part, especially down where we are in the Western Districts. Uh, you know, we are seeing some pretty good uh, crops right about here. And even in Wimmera, we're seeing good crops. So I'm going to pass you off to Robert, and uh, he's got some things to say about the wool industry. Thanks. This week, we've again got some good news for the wool market. Um, based on the strong finish to the market last week, this week it opened strongly. Uh, it faded a little bit towards the end, but still a very strong week with the market rising um, for the second week in a row. It's interesting figures came out this week, though, that uh, from AWTA. Um, they noted that year-to-date, compared to last year, we're about 11.2% or 67,000 bales behind in deliveries into the, uh, their test house. So that's starting to play into the market. We've also sold 108,000 bales less than last year for the same period of time. So it means probably there's about 40,000 bales being banked up in brokered stores uh, as growers wait out this volatile market. Um, the other news for the week is that... Um, the AWI um, funding and, and the AWI elections come to the fore. Um, Andrew Woods, in a, in a really good article on Mercado, noted that um, the, one of the challenges going forward, one of the challenges we know that the uh, candidates are thinking about, is the uh, reduced revenues. And we put a bit of a number on that. The reduced revenue year on year, so compared to last year, will be down about 30, somewhere between 34 and 48%. Um, that's a big drop. It's, of course, contributed by um, three things. Uh, the lower volume of wool that's coming through, which we just talked about, the lower price, and uh, and we note that AWI um, used in their modelling 1,800 cents as the EMI benchmark. It's going to struggle to average that for the year based on where it is now. And, of course, the other factor is that the wool levy was dropped by 0.5%. So in dollar terms, it means that uh, revenue from the levy last year of $68 million is likely to fall to somewhere between 45 and $36 million. And just finally, uh, to top off the good news, um, we noted in our wool report this week that growers have been really strategic in their selling um, attitudes. So when the market has been on the slide and buyers haven't got any orders or no confidence, they're holding back wool and passing in. And when the market rallies, uh, they sell aggressively. And so for the last two weeks, we've seen passing rates at 7 and 6%. Um, now, what that meant, given the, that the wool volume is increasing a bit, is that 34,000 bales were sold to the trade this week. Now, the last time that happened was in May, uh, that we got up to uh, around 34,000 bales. So it's a good sign. It's a good sign that uh, the, the demand is there. But as I noted that uh, AWI reported in their weekly market report, uh, everybody's on edge. So that's the wool report. Um, thanks, and back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Robert, for that update. Um, when it comes to wool, we did another podcast. Uh, the last podcast we put out earlier this week was actually speaking to some of the AWI contenders for the board. Uh, if you are a wool producer, we recommend you have a listen to that to listen to some of the contenders. Um, the main message is 
you can't really complain unless you vote. So get out there and vote for the candidates you want. Find out what the candidates actually stand for and then uh, put your vote forward and uh, you can have change if you want it or you can keep it the same. Do us a massive favour, leave a like on your podcast app or leave a review. Uh, if you've been listening to this for a couple of episodes and you think, well, this is actually pretty interesting stuff, these guys um, are worth listening to, then please leave a like, leave a review, share it with your friends and family, share it with people you don't like, if, you, if you're that way inclined. And uh, yeah, we hope you have a good weekend. It looks like there's some rain on the forecast for many areas, so hope you get what you need. Stay safe. Bye-bye.